We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 271. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and we'll be talking about recent episodes of iZombie, Younger, Arrow, The Vampire Diaries, Outlander, and Orphan Black, plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with links and start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 271. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com, and this week we have joining us... It's Patty from the universe. It's Patty. <laughs> long time listener, long time friend. Outdoing Ray. And, not uh, just from the internet. From the, the universe. universe. The, the, no, the no longer I don't write anywhere any pal. Only on the Twitter. You can find Patty on the Twitter. Yes. On the Twitter um, or the Tumblr or wherever. Googling. So welcome. Thank you, man. Thanks for joining us again on uh, for uh, Listener Month. I could believe... When I thought about this, doing this again, I thought we had done it last year. I know. <laughs> it's been two years. It no. was two years well, ago in February that we did it. It's <laughs> not even like, the same month. That's a stick. It, yeah. it seems like only yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I was thinking that we did it in March last year for some reason. And it turns out it, it was February. Time flies. It does. Before. But uh, Patty joining us again for what is now uh, – her third appearance on the podcast. Ooh, look at you. You're becoming a regular Kyle. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm almost one of those Saturday Night Live people. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, when I look back, I, I remembered that something happened and uh, we had to reschedule with the uh, with Ray at a, a different time the next month. So Patty got to, got to come on twice. Yes. And here we go. The news. MTV has canceled Eye Candy after one season. I made an attempt to record it. I never watched it. <laughs> an attempt to record like I, it. Well, I didn't make it. I did successfully record you it. You were successful in the recording. It. Though I guess now Victoria Justice could always star in the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause, man. Um, As a doppelganger? Yes. They have plenty of them. Yeah. So that's that news. Did either of you watch it? No. <laughs> I did. What did you think of it? It, it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. I, I mean, I didn't think it would be. There was some that was, you know, it could have been interesting. It was trying to be sort of Pretty Little Liars-esque with, you know, the tech and, the you know, the somebody being able to get in and out of places and around and, you know, the, the super creepy killer. But it just, I don't know, the, the some of the characters and the relationships that they set up just made didn't really make any sense. Yeah, there wasn't uh not not a shock that it didn't get, that it did, yeah. that a lot of people didn't watch <laughs> and it didn't get another season. It's funny cuz some of their shows just like hit and others just fade away. Well, and I think that's the problem with MTV. It's such a niche kind of thing if it does not catch buzz fast. Yeah. I remember true. hearing something about it when it very first started and then absolutely nothing. Oh, MTV. I know. So, and before season three has even aired, it premieres on Netflix on June 12th, Netflix has renewed Orange is the New Black for a fourth season. So they must like what they see in the third season. Um, so that's exciting. 
because I like that show. And I'm excited for the new season. And I'm excited for the fourth season. That's about it. Um, and then Warner Brothers Television and DC Comics have announced a four-chapter digital comic to conclude Revolution. Are people really clamoring for Revolution conclusion? I don't know. There must have been enough that they must figured they enough. can sell some, <laughs> some, some, about it. some digital comics uh, for it. But yeah, I, I guess uh, whatever the vast openness <laughs> that they left with. I didn't watch it beyond the first 12 episodes. They're going to... It, it, it sounds like what they're doing here is... Wait, were there two seasons of that show? Yeah, there were two seasons. Is It sounds like they're actually giving it closure that is not something that they're hoping that necessarily it becomes like a, a popular read or something like that where they keep oh, where they would keep so doing it just... or something like that i don't know that's what it, when they say uh to to tie up all the a four episode you know a four chapter run to tie up loose ends and bring it to a conclusion i assume that means they're bringing it to a conclusion yeah, there's not gonna be a big cliffhanger not, at the that, end of four yeah, not that they're comics. going to uh but yeah, I guess um, uh, like May, uh, somewhere early May, like May 4th or something like that, the first one comes out and then they will introduce a new one then like every two weeks hmm. uh, for a few weeks. If you were a big Revolution fan, I suppose. Now's your chance. I watched, but I have no no desire to read. Did you watch the, the, through the end? Yeah, I watched all the way through the end. I'd You know, if they would have picked it up for a third season, I probably would have kept watching, but... I'm not going to go seek out. Was there like big questions left hanging? Yeah, they. they oh, okay. They basically. I didn't you know, watch the second season. I'll they led up to yeah. like a big sort of like twist on sort of what what was going on or what the you know what possibly the next thing could be and but still not enough for me to seek out another medium to find out the answers to those. Plus, it was so. There's been a whole another season now of other things that I don't even. Oh yeah. Revolution hadn't even crossed my mind except for when you occasionally see somebody from it like pop up mm-hmm. in something right. else, like uh like Jamie Pardew on the Messengers or, yeah. or something, uh, uh which is not, not good either. But uh But yeah, I don't know. If if you're a big fan and you like comics and stuff like that, I could see, you know, uh popping back on this. And if you were uh, uh from what I understand, uh uh, Daryl over at Golden Spile Media will be uh, they'll be firing back up their Revolution podcast to, to talk, talk about, about the four episodes to talk about those okay. for the you know they they did a one for every episode for the series so they might as well wow. it sounds like they're gonna fire it back up for and talk about each of those uh, new ones so if you like listening to stuff about that you that might be uh, worth checking out too so but yeah that's uh that's the news. So that's the news, and that's about it. Sort of good, some you know, some good, some well, some no, bad. It's but the, it's, the last few weeks have been so many just renewal on renewal after renewal after renewal, and like haven't been hearing anything get canceled for the last yes, few weeks. And for so. people who are in like just like Heart of Dixie is done, people. <laughs> Thank God. I love that show, but I did too. But I was ready for it to end. Yeah, I, I agree because if it had kept going on, like and everyone was way more too of the, like, breaking up. Yeah, the painting was the painting. Oh. The makeup was awful this season. <laughs> um, everyone I thought was it so was my orange. Me. So bad that you call it painting. <laughs> yeah, so bad that the makeup was painted on the faces. It was um, even the guys looked clowny. Exactly. 
So that's that. Prime time. Okay. Speaking of makeup, I Zombie season one, episode five, Flight of the Living Dead. There's something so off putting about Rose McIver's lips. Like, it kills me that every other zombie we've met so far doesn't look like their lips are peeling off. And it makes me like I keep I can only focus on her chapped lips and her one snaggle tooth. Like I wouldn't pay attention to her weird teeth if I wasn't focused so intensely on her weird lips. They do look very dry. But I love her eye makeup. Me too. (laughs) But I'm so drawn to her bad lips that it's all I can think about. Well, and her hair was weird this week too. Yeah, Ray pointed that out to me too. She's like, is she wearing a wig? I mean, she has to be wearing a wig, but it's like it doesn't move. They did really some know. weird, like, clippy behind the eerie thing. Yeah. But I'm, the show is, you know, when I first watched it, I liked it, but it was one of those things where I was like, I don't love this. And little things every week, I'm, it's growing on me. But I think both of her zombie love interests are so much more interesting than Major. Ugh, I know. He's just so crap. much more. He's just so boring. Although, oops, maybe we won't have to worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah well, well, he didn't look so great at the end of, the, no, he did not. of this last episode. But yeah, I don't know. If he keeps on his uh, his present path, he he might have a, a really bad run in with somebody uh, if, you know, in the in the future that. Uh, but I, but it is a, you know, sort of that's the the interesting storyline. But they keep popping up, and you keep seeing more and more, uh, more and more people that have been turned that you don't know are turned. Oh yeah, and how they figured out how to deal with it seemingly by themselves. Yeah, right. But it's things like uh, the captain. That seems like an obvious one. That it was. Uh, well, I'm blanking on his name. David Andrews' character. I can't think of the character's name, but you know that. That's another one of his, you know, sort of plants. Well, but, and I feel bad that I didn't figure that out before this week. Well, see, I didn't figure it out before this week either. Well, once he said, once he told him, like, uh, you know, stick to your own stuff, like, we only go if there's a body, then I was like, oh, he's a, (laughs) and then, and then they instantly show you that he was. There was something about what he was eating or something that really, that I was like, oh, is he a zombie? Like, Because he didn't really do anything. And in the end, when he was pouring his hot sauce into his coffee mug, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Because well, I had written down early in the show, I was like, what's up with the boss? Why is he all a dick all of a sudden? Because right. I remember him being kind of crabby, but not super like he is now. But now we know why. But then it also, when, uh, you know, the the new guy that she, you know, ends up, uh, was part of the case, you know, that's a potential romantic interest I'd love him from Merlin. Yeah, I like him too. That was interesting, except for like she got like so caught up in the in sort of that idea that like when she got back to the the morgue, he, the first thing that uh, her boss asked is like, "So where is he getting his brains at?" <laughs> like, well, I didn't really didn't really ask because you want to know like how did he get turned? I mean, the, the, that's like the first question I would ask. So, like, exactly, <laughs> who scratched you or whatever? Right? How did it happen for you? Because you, you you know, it seems likely that, you know, he he may have somehow been turned in a similar fashion where he's at a party, 
or he's one of those people, you know, he was, you know, he had a sponsor and was part of this thing. And so maybe had some money. So maybe like, you know, the rich lady and, you know, some of those other type of people was turned uh, to yeah. for an income source. It's like, you know, we can keep you, uh, you know, we can supply you with brains. Uh, but then also putting out this, uh, you know, the the homeless kids, nobody's really looking for. And it turns out there's a lot of them missing. Right. Well, there's an ever-ending supply. Taking care of that. I do love David Anders. He gets creepier and creepier with every show he's on. He really does. He really does. It's like he relishes in it. And And he makes a really good zombie. Yeah. This is my kind of zombie show. Mine too. It's not, does not give me nightmares at all. Agree with that. Like, I completely agree with it. Because you, I don't know, it's just like. Yeah, because it's not really about the gore of it or. You know, there there's a little bit of blood here and there. Yeah, but it's not in a scare fashion. Yeah, it tends to be yeah. more of this, of the you know the same stuff you'd see on any cop show when they find a dead body, or uh, you don't see a, you know, <laughs> except she's eating braids. Yeah. <laughs> which can I ask? Okay, so here's the one problem I had with this episode. How do you explain cutting into the head? Of someone that died in a skydiving accident. I guess they sew the back autopsy. up really well. That's a very good question. I I, I suppose they've uh, come up with a, a a good reason for. We're a teaching or, hospital, or, so we have to look at their brains. Or how to put things back together that nobody really notices or something. I don't know. I guess they can use makeup to cover up the scars in the yeah. coffin or something. Yeah, there's sometimes there's little things like that where it's like... Uh, no, you're supposed to uh, just be paying attention to the snarky humor. Right. Because <laughs> you know. I've never yet seen them do. Well, she was digging in that one body when, yeah. when that rock star guy came in. Yeah, I don't know what inc- what's included in a like a full autopsy, but it doesn't seem like brains cutting usually into not the it. brain every time or something. Yeah, no. So, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it does seem like something like downline that uh, like. Various mortuaries might notice that a lot of bodies are showing up with where they've been, you know, put back together after, their, <laughs> after the, the skull has been sawed off. Well, and what is David Anders doing with all his extra bodies? You know, he had them all hanging in that meat locker last episode. Is he burning them? I'm, I'm sure at some point they'll some at some point in the run they'll probably find. A giant pile. <laughs> they, they might be. They might find something that is where you know if somebody actually starts investigating, you know, these missing kids and stuff. Because there's obviously way more zombies than we even know about. Right. Like vampires and werewolves. There's like a stealth zombie apocalypse taking place. <laughs> where... Obviously, you haven't read the comic, have you? I haven't. No, Maybe. I haven't read the comic. But what, from what I understand, is it's very different from oh, okay from the comic. Some of the basic idea they took, and then they turned it into their own type of show. I zombie Veronica Mars. Yeah, that that the, some of the things that happen in in the comic are are things that are not going to be. Uh, I guess maybe po- possibly like other supernatural type beings or something like that. There's like other things are not going to be showing up apparently hmm. uh, that might be in the comic, and they're sort of sticking with the the zombie part of it and their own sort of take on it. I really enjoy the show. I think it's a, 
Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. I I like the idea of her, you know, where she sort of takes on uh, personality traits, especially when she, you know. But that's also brings yeah. up another question: is why does sometimes she seem like, like within a certain period of time when you've you've eaten a brain and you can go for a period, <laughs> you can go for a period of time and it sort of wears off, but you don't need. It's only while she's digesting, yeah, that or she's... something that. Because yeah, it's like what? How do you if you're you're always eating somebody's brain? It seems like you would always be taking on somebody's personality, and so how would you have your own sort of zombie personality? Even though you know different than what she was before she became a zombie, but uh, so it seems like there's like a downtime between <laughs> between uh, between feedings where you sort of fade back into you know some of those characteristics uh, fade away. They seem to only be they only be there while you're. While you're partaking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we're thinking about. It I know too. that's that's the thing. Exactly, I'm sure <laughs> like, we are. Once again, I say, uh, why are you paying attention to more than the snarky comedy and, yeah. <laughs> and the mysteries? <laughs> Basically, it's getting better, and I'm enjoying it. It is actually one of the first things I do watch on Tuesday nights. Me too. So you know, and there's a lot of do like there's a lot on Tuesdays, so it's you know, but it's other definitely things. when I look at my DVR. It is one that does not go more than probably yeah. two days. Yeah, no, I'm the same. It does not build up at all, ever. As Very, opposed to some other things on this list. <laughs> yes. I think it makes for a great sort of fun two-hour block with The uh, Flash and iZombie. <laughs> well, see, The Flash is a show for me that I wait till Saturday. I just don't need to get to it right away. But I think just sort of the – they're on a similar wavelength. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You know, there is a seriousness and a darkness to some of what's going on, but it also is sort of more fun and has a little bit of a happy, uh, more happy vibe to it, uh, you know, more fun vibe to it. So I think they fit really, really well together. Yeah. So I'm loving it, you know, slowly. Not, I didn't jump right in right away, but it's growing on me. So, so that's iZombie. Our next show is Younger, Season 1, Episode 4, The Exes. I mean, she can't pretend she's 26 forever. Yeah, she, I agree. She doesn't look 26. She looks young for 40. She doesn't look 26 years old. Yeah, there's and there's going to be one reference too many <laughs> where they, they can't just look at her weird. Like, like, why, <laughs> like yeah. why are your references so outdated all the time? Exactly. Or when you talk about going to a Nirvana concert. Yeah, oops. <laughs> right. Yeah, then the guy's supposed to buy that it was it was recent and it was some holographic thing or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but let's just that not talk about the past. But yeah. Well, as someone, I really identify with this show because I tend to date younger. But I will honestly say I never lied about my age. Did you say I'm a 26-year-old woman? No. I get why she did it for work. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that bothers me about the the whole thing is that the original thing to do it for work was because she kept interviewing at these places and she was right. interviewing with these 20-somethings. Mm -hmm. And then the job she gets is for somebody her own age, uh, is, you know, for somebody her own age that is doesn't like all these younger people and seems totally like somebody that would have hired her had she given her real age without the lie yeah. uh, in yeah. this case. And so that's the, it's like the one job she ends up getting 
after the line about her age, I think would have been the job that she probably could have gotten without the lie. It was like the previous place that they showed or whatever that she would have needed to try to lie to, you know, to get into. So I think that that's weird. I do like Miriam Shore. I just wish that it would come out sooner. I don't know. It's just one of those things where I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's not going to last that long that these people don't know. How much, how much long, yeah, how much longer can you go before, you know, somebody finally. Well, and, and like I was it? saying, I like why? After a certain point, who cares? It's a number. Because if she's fired at this point for being 40, you can't do that. It's discrimination. Yeah. So she safely has a job. Well, they could fire her for lying. yeah but yeah because they were dumb it didn't check her resume or what have you but i mean it does provide some fun when she in in various situations she's telling the truth but in a a sort of vagueness way that it makes sense like like everything she tells the young guy that she's dating is true except for her age and that she took a trip to you know (laughs) that she was that you know that she ended up out of the country but the rest of the stuff that she, you know, like when she says she ended up with a a, def, a dependent, you know, family member problem, but she doesn't mm-hmm. say that she had a child. Uh, so, you know. And and I can get where the whole child thing could be a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. When the when that child is closer to that guy's age. Than oh, she yeah. Is. That, <laughs> that can be weird. And I can attest to that. I want to know, like, what time do y'all got to be at work? I usually have to be, I mean, nine o'clock, but I usually really? leave my house at like eight twenty. I wish, man. I want to know who these people are that get up at seven thirty and get to go to work at like nine, ten thirty. Yeah. I get up at seven and go to work by nine. I don't know. Yeah. I, I go to bed at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning. So I have, <laughs> I, no, I, have... I have no idea what you two are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> because my dream job would allow me to be there at 10 and just work till 10. I would be happy. Because yeah. as it is, I work eight to eight or eight to nine now. Well, it geez. sucks. That's I. I, I have a fairly nine. I go to into five work at ten. Job. It just happens to be ten p.m. Yeah, my job is fairly nine to five, um, which is nice. But then the days when it's not, I'm so used to it being nine to five. I'm like, why do I have to be here for another hour? <laughs> <sighs> but I get it. But yeah, you know what? I always think about that when I see people on TV like sit down for like a a homemade breakfast before the school bus. I'm like, why? And it's super chit chat too. (laughs) Like I always had to like race to the bus. I was never a sit down and have breakfast and like it's like grab a pop tart and run out the door. Exactly. On TV, the number of meals that are cooked and then everybody is running out the door and nobody ever eats. Well, and even on Shameless, where they're, I'm like, really. They're yeah. fixing breakfast. And it always just seems later in the day than it actually is. Like maybe it really is seven o'clock, but then why is it so bright outside? Uh, and as it was pointed out to me when I took a picture of the cat at seven thirty on Saturday, why is it so dark? I'm like, well, it's seven thirty here yeah. and it's dark right now. <laughs> exactly. Because that's what happens in the spring. <laughs> For those of you that don't live in Texas, uh right now in Dallas it's dark at seven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, but I think some of the, I I, I enjoy the show. That it's got some funny yeah. moments. Uh, I really like her. She's really good. She's really charming. I miss bunheads. I do too. The flubbing of something and then realizing it and trying to backtrack out of it, or, or and and the different situations. But 
it it also doesn't feel like uh that it could go on you know much longer mm-hmm. you know especially if the time frame like we're four episodes in and it's like how long has she really you know how long has it been like has it been a couple of weeks it has to have only been a couple of weeks so you know it's when you're talking that type of uh time frame like if it just doesn't seem like somebody would figure this out within a month you know or and something. is she gonna live with debbie mazar forever right i mean i, don't I do have love problem, debbie mazar i do but, too um yeah and right. wouldn't she's somebody gonna... also notice after a bit like if uh and her best friend the, is the, the, person, yeah, the, the person she's living with is is older too but because the... if sutton foster's young debbie mazar she looks good she maybe she even looks better than she did in empire records but she looks 40 or 45 she doesn't look like she could be a 26 year old's best friend i don't know hey i have 26 year old no i mean you know I just mean that like people are going to pick up on pretty quick that her roommate's like an older woman. Like I said, I never told anybody. I don't even tell anybody I'm 35. Right. Because uh, I don't think I look that young, but <laughs> I've been told I do not look my age. <laughs> I got carded at a bar the other night. I was very excited. I always want to. <laughs> I always want to kiss people that card me. I don't care who they it's are. Like I need to see some ID. I'm like, thank you. That's very sweet of you. Give me a hug. Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> Um, but anyway, <laughs> younger, I think we're all still on board. We just need to. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching it. I, it's, it is, it is fun, but it, there is just a couple of things that the longer it goes, you just go, this is, is it's, it's making less and less, you know, the premise that it's based on is making less and less sense. And sooner or later, somebody's going to find out. And the longer it goes before somebody finds out, the more pissed they're going to be. Exactly. Right. And, and I would rather see them deal with the fact that she is 40 and yeah. how as a 40-year-old you deal with I'm working with younger people and I'm dating a younger person. Although yeah. it's supposed to be a comedy, so they won't do that. Right. Well, I mean it, the, the, name, <laughs> the name younger would still work with that type oh, yeah. of a, a comedy where you know she actually ends up close to – Hillary Duff's character as you know they actually Which, how do become old is she supposed to be cuz she's supposed she to be 26 she doesn't look 26 she looks no. old. <laughs> she looks older than Sutton Foster she's got those giant teeth i still have a problem <laughs> do you remember when she got her teeth capped she got the wrong size like her teeth she, are just giant she got Mike Madonna teeth oh my god <laughs> You have, uh, you have quite the tooth fetish this week. There, yeah, I just really notice things like that. So so how about Arrow? Anybody on Arrow teeth bother you? <laughs> Katie Lots when she talks, she's dead now. So that's younger as we go on tangents. Um, Hillary Duff dyed her hair pink and gray today. I don't know what that oh, she says. did. Yeah, I just saw that come up in my news feed. Anyway, that's younger. We're all still on board. We'll catch. We'll check back on as the season goes. Season 3, episode 19, Broken Arrow. God, Lance is a little too mad. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that the that this week's crossover when they come to to Starling City to, you know, ask for help in in investigating that you know, maybe these two detectives when they're talking and stuff like that that maybe it could calm Lance down a bit on He's his, just so on the angry. tear that he's on. Yeah, because he's super angry, but he also doesn't seem to have a real. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like after this is 
one of those things that still kind of does bug me about shows like this is is now even once he knows and you know as he said I've probably always known I just didn't want to know yeah but now that he you know for sure knows and he's all pissed off and all this instead of just saying like when his when Laurel goes and talks to him and says he kind of tries to tell him that he she he doesn't understand what's going on or whatever Somebody's got to sit him down and tell him what's going on now because yeah. he's causing Corey, like, how way too many problems. How has he not like had a heart attack and died now? Yeah, that's the other right. thing that bothers me is now like all this this stuff that's come about. It's all like way worse than if they would have just told him in the beginning. And the reason they didn't want to tell him was because his heart was so bad. So that's kind of you know he's got some good of, meds, eh? Yeah, that's kind of messed up in the storyline. But also, it, it also bothers me that he gets abducted by the League of Assassins and Roz tells him that, you know, it's sort of for sure that Oliver is the arrow and, and uh, you know, that he knew of his daughter being, you know, alive before had seen her on the island and all this stuff that sort of pisses him off. And so it, and it sets him off going even more after but wouldn't you question this weird group of people in these because weird outfits? Because he's a super he's a super private detective or <laughs> you know, inspector or whatever in the police force, but can't see that everyone's manipulating him. Right. Like everyone's telling you a different story to make you think what they want you to think and you can't see that? Right. I thought you weren't drinking anymore, yeah. dude. But why would you trust Roz? With all yeah. of his fire candles. Or, or Do even, they travel yeah. with them? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they're, they've been around for a while. They know where to find local distributors around I the world. I guess. They must uh, buy in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> and who's in charge of setting up? It's like, Maceo have to do that, too. <laughs> that, that's, what the, that's what the league does. Is that, got somebody God. that has to do that. You know, there's uh, all, these, all these people all around. And so, uh, I don't know, just some of that stuff that made him go so far off the rails. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me that he would get, but not still question the information. Like, why is this super creepy guy telling me this stuff? Like, what is what does that guy have the gain right. <laughs> from letting me know? And then also on the other side, Laurel needing to, you know, somebody needing to set him down and go, yeah, the guy that took you and told you that is a crazy, crazy person. Is, is is you know is the is actually the person that was re- is, you know you know that took your daughter in and trained her to be a killer my god you know type of thing uh so uh, that that whole side but i did like the other side of the storyline that they did uh with uh you know the fake out of the of of roy uh you know yes. dying and them not telling oliver what they were doing and also Oliver having to play, you know, sort of sit on the sidelines. Yeah. And actually let people people help him. And then also, while Kyle may not like the the flashbacks, this one definitely tied more into what was going on. He obviously is still not good at letting people help him. Right. Oh, the flashbacks. I, I get so annoyed by the flashbacks. Uh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. It may be if the wigs were better. Oh, they're so bad. Ugh. It's just like... Just have him wear a hat. Yeah. Well, they do a lot of the times. I mean, he is running around Hong Kong. <laughs> in, a boat, in, in a boat hat. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here, Gilligan. Down, 
chase me down. Pulled down over his ears so they could, <laughs> I'm sure, just so they can keep from doing the, the, the wacky wig. I just wish that, I don't know, I, I was more into it. I feel like I'm kind of, I've been, it's not a show I rushed to get caught up on. It's not a show that I, I care a lot watch. about. I just. I'm hanging by a thread. Yeah. And I don't know how they get us back involved. Like, I don't I like Brandon want, okay. Routh, so... No, like, I don't need... Although he was funny this week. He was very funny this week. And I actually really liked him working with Cisco on The Flash. Like, I liked that. Yeah, I did like... I did like the episode... How, how did you think about that? The... Where they had gone to Central City in the Flash episode. And then when they come back, it doesn't seem like they've been anywhere. But then later on... Felicity says he's got a lot going on we, or whatever. Yeah, we can't it can't really uh it's not a good time to bring, you know, call Barry over. He's got a a whole lot going on with the Dr. Wells and you know blah blah blah. Like I couldn't tell cuz originally like I saw people saying that like were they out of order, but yeah. what episode was supposed to be first? Yeah, it it just seemed like well, when she says that, it made it seem like that other like the Flash episode did take place before that episode. But then when he comes into the office at the beginning of the episode, it almost seems like it's relatively soon after. Yeah. I like, just don't know. Like that, the happy trip to central, you know, to central city seemed like an odd thing where they were still now all of a sudden talking about, uh, you know, him saying, I love you. That's the part that made it seem weird. It's because it, it felt like they needed to clean up, that on yeah. on arrow because that's where it happened while the other thing takes place before that it just uh i don't know it just seemed like they were way cl- closer on the trip and then all of a sudden they're back in central city and they're you know they're working on i don't know that it it felt out of it it just felt it weird felt out of order like it didn't flow quite right but it was in order well yeah. and i don't watch the flash and I didn't see all that until after, but it felt weird. Arrow right? felt weird. It felt, I don't know. There was something I was like, I know I rewound a couple places to go, wait a minute, what? And yeah. then just went, Bleh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, Cause they were all happy and sort of hanging all over each other and, and, and having fun. And when they went to central city. Yeah. I suppose that. Like once he got out of the, you know, he was feeling better and got out of the hospital and they like didn't really say anything about what had gone on. And they just sort of put it out of their uh, out of their heads and were going to get help with the suit and whatnot. And then they come back. But then when they come back, all of a sudden it became super serious, you know, where they're well, talking that's, about. That's a problem of these shows because the Flash tries to keep it more lighthearted and Arrow mm-hmm. so dark. That when yeah. they are on one show, it's like they need to be different. The tones are so different. It is kind of jarring. Yeah. And maybe that's why Brandon Ruth needs to be on The Flash because he's just Well, he's too... going to be on his own show, so. Which is just a whole other issue. Really? Yeah, they're spinning They're spinning Is he part off. of the Rogues spinoff or is he his own spinoff? They're, well, they're, what, I, whatever they're going to call this other show it's going to include some of the rogues from flash and then some, you know, it's going to include him and it's going to be some sort of superhero team up type of weekly show. Uh, that, uh, but on, 
but villains, which doesn't make any sense. Well, it's not all villains. It's it's uh, they're they're sort of teaming up some heroes and some villains, uh, in somehow they however they're going to do it. I guess. Uh, but the the best part of that is that they get him off of the show. <laughs> yeah. And while I like him and I like the character, I would rather see him on another show uh, because that's the thing that's bothered me. I've been saying it all <laughs> as we keep talking about Arrow every every few weeks is that this season of Arrow has felt like we've spent a lot of time with an Adam a- origin story and right <laughs> and not a lot of and not a lot of Arrow. And yeah. uh, so I I'm, I'm hoping that once they spin that off while all the characters are going to cross over between all the shows from time to time. I'm hoping that they can, they'll get back to in a fourth season that arrow will have its own story arc where, and stay dark. However, it stays just that it, just that it'll have more focus on its own thing. Not because we spent a lot of time uh, sort of launching the flash out of it. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season, and then and then slowly launching Adam, and uh, and it's it's just felt like Arrow's been doing too many things other than service his own characters. Yeah, agreed. So okay, so again, real quick though, so yeah. what what's the deal with Thea? They're gonna Lazarus pit her. Uh, yeah, okay. they're gonna take her. Yeah, Lazarus pit her. So but is she gonna be awful though? Is she gonna be? Well, that's the that's the interesting thing, I guess. Is like, what does the? Because I love while, her. It, while it brings you back from the brink of death, or it can heal wounds and and do all this stuff, does it also impart some sort of? Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying that like Katie Lotz's character. Spoiler alert: the whole idea in the Rogue spinoff is that. She's still going to be playing Canary. She's still going to be playing Sarah, but she's going to come back as White Canary, who's kind of a bitch. Well, she was already kind of a bitch. Well, so. right. Um, but she's going to, like, like they're going to Lazarus pit her, and then she's going to come back as White Canary and be awful. So it would stand to reason that something is going to be off with Thea. But, or, does she take over his arsenal? Because she is speedy in the comics. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, If she uh, does she become more a part of the team or something like that. But there's, but what part of like, does she become, does there become some sort of evil tinge to her or something? <laughs> what kind of, you know, what kind of change does it do right now? Her character is what is keeping me watching. Well, they finally in this. <laughs> oh, talking about teeth. She acts like Trisha Helfer. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny Trisha. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And Katie Sackhoff. They all do the same. We're yeah. three for three on the teeth. So. Yep. <laughs> yes. Okay. Next. <laughs> the Vampire Diaries, which I don't watch. I still season, love the show. Season six, episode 18. I never could love like that. Okay, Patty. So here's the question I have for you. Okay. Is with Bonnie bringing back the cure from the alternate uh, prison world, is that now going to be the way they write Elena out? I, that's she what I ultimately assume. takes the cure and they they let her ride off into the sunset to go have a family like she's always wanted. Well, like she thinks Jeremy did. Yeah. She thinks Jeremy's off living a living a normal life. Is he not? No, he's hunting. I Supposedly. thought he went to school or something. Well, yeah. that's what he told her, but it's not what uh, he's really okay. doing. But yeah, Alaric actually sent him out to Arizona to hunt vampires or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the some new pod of vampires. Yeah, so when they first uh, 
when they first had that thing that pop back up, you're like, oh, okay. And then once they made the announcement, then I was like, oh, well, maybe that's yeah. how they're going and to. That's you go like, oh, duh. Maybe that's I'm going so to get. So that's going to be the story arc is she gets to go back to being human and uh, they send her on her way. I would hope they wipe her memory. Maybe. Glamour her, whatever it's called. No, they yeah, I don't know. Whatever they do, but, uh, you know, well, once she goes back to being human, they could do, I suppose they could do whatever. But I, I suppose that's the, that seems like the, the end game of the of the series. It seems like, well, I can't imagine that it's they. It's already been picked up for season seven. Well, yeah. they're they're going to come back, but they're coming back without her. So. Right. It just doesn't Don't seem even like, ask me what's going to happen. Well, it doesn't seem like the type of, the type of show that they would like all of a sudden kill off that character oh no 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 i don't think so kill i think her off. i think that 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 seems like the most likely end game is that uh while damon will be sad he loves her so much and knows that that's what she really wants that you know they send her oh definitely they send her on her way and but who knows you know these people are super clever you never know like what they're how how they're gonna keep coming up with stuff all of a sudden in this last episode when they they've now announced that their mother, that her friends back in the 1903 prison world aren't just vampires; they're vampire witches. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, I was like, I was surprised by with, a lot of stuff. They're like, oh, they came up with something new. That's why they got banished. Is they are, they are super super dangerous because they are witches and vampires. Well, and that she and that the mom is the one that turned Enzo. Yeah, it's the one that turned Enzo, and also they wrote into the storyline that like he was. Like he got turned and then was supposed to be part of her group, but then when he sort of came to, uh, she was gone. And then you're like, oh well, that's when the Gemini witches <laughs> like they were gone mm-hmm. because, because they, you know, that that's that's when they got banished. These little prison worlds were great because I used to hate Bonnie and I love her now. It whatever you know, they've made her be something more by having to be by herself forever you know, trapped in that world by herself for so long. Is she back in the real world now? Yeah. Like, what are they going to do to cause, you know, more havoc and problems besides, you know, having their characters turn their humanity off or whatever, and they go, Oh, well, I don't know. And I go, Here don't we know go. How... We found a whole new set of big bads that are bigger than bad than and anything I we've ever found. And I hate that whole big bad thing. <laughs> I was glad so, when Klaus went away. And Caroline, does she have her humanity back or no? No, Not that's uh, that's the goal of the next episode is to try okay. and. Uh, Which I assume they're going to focus now more on Caroline. I, I feel like they're making her more of a like they had been working on that, mm-hmm. making her more of a front and center with with the Stefan relationship. Well, and she's always been one of my favorite characters since season one. Yeah. But I love how they conveniently left out the part that. She slept with Damon in season one, you they know, and Damon, that. Uh, yeah, they've like forgotten that that whole thing has been wiped where he was one of her little, or she was one of his minions in the, in season one. Well, they all sort of forget about things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've all kind of done all in the series, but they, but I thought they did a good job and made it kind of interesting of all of a sudden they tied a bunch of stuff up. They, at least in the last couple episodes, have sort of turned Enzo around a little bit into because for the last handful of episodes, I'm just like, why is this guy on the show? Uh, he's just, 
he's just there to he just creates problems for everybody. Why would anybody keep him around? He's just you know annoying for annoying sake, and <laughs> but then having him run into the person that that changed him and some of the stuff that he's been doing, you know, with the you know sort of the last remaining Salvatore mm-hmm. uh, descendant. That was all just lame for a really long time. And well, and that's the thing about Vampire Diaries. Some of the stuff that they put in there, you're like, this is dumb. And then four episodes, five episodes later, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. They actually thought ahead? What, they planned the season out, the whole season? What? Yeah, so kind of, but I, it, I it, to it just took them. too long to – and I, not that it's a you know a permanent change, but – I don't know. There's just been too much of this season where he just seems like this extraneous character where you're just like, mm-hmm. I want to see more of Bonnie or more of well, somebody else that's been on the show. Well, they have to off the people here because there's too many people in the cast. Well, I know. that's, But it's like we're seeing too many of too many new people and not enough old people are like getting enough screen time. Especially, you know, when Bonnie's back, but then like she's still <laughs> just like. And now, really. yeah, I don't know where she is right now. Being uh, pissed. She's in her dorm room being pissed. Yeah, so... Like, who's in a dorm room? She's at school? Yeah, she's in college. Oh. She's just pissed right now. She's very, very... She's angry Bonnie now. Yeah. Well, it also, it also sort of bothers me, though, too. I, I do like where uh, Matt's sort of going, where they've <laughs> gone with Matt with the... Did they kill him again? I read something about how... How many no. times has Matt died? No, he got stabbed, but he refused uh, any vampire blood and... And stuff because he was like, I, you know, how many times have I? Because that's basically what he says. Like, how many times have I died? He goes, I can't be, like, not. I, he's like, I can't like hate vampires and then when it's in my best interest, like, use their right abilities to save me or whatever. But I kind of like that sort of that he's sort of come around to that perspective because it, when you really think about it, while they were all they're all friends and stuff like that, once they turned their humanity off, especially. It's always poor Matt that gets Well, no, mad. it's not just that he got hurt. It's that they killed, like, ten people in the last couple episodes. Just Well, like, and he is one of the ones that they always are trying to kill or almost kill or, yeah. And after a point, you're like, come on. But if you're still a human or you're one of these other people around, it's hard to go, yeah, I want to keep my friends around. Except that they keep dropping bodies of innocent exactly. people around. When something goes bad for them, and so I, I like sort of what they've done with this character here in this the last few episodes of, uh, although it was an interesting twist of where, how it happened was he got stabbed by, what's his name that used to be the werewolf, by Tyler, yeah, yeah, by Tyler, and so there was the potential that if Matt ended up dying, Tyler would end up being a werewolf again. Yeah, because, okay, exactly. Uh, because uh, it would it would reset that. You know, well, I guess he's died, gone. So. I guess he's not coming back either, right? Right. Yeah, it sounds like they're they're potentially writing his character out too. So I suppose maybe that's why they've been keeping him around. They already had this character; they needed to to keep some other people around. I don't know. Uh, it's still. I don't know. It's still kind of, even though it gets really convoluted and sometimes you're just, uh, what are they going to do next to try and top themselves? I was really glad when they, sh- when, when Klaus decided to shuffle off to, <laughs> to Louisiana because it just became. I don't like characters that cannot die. 
<laughs> That's it's just. Or he could die, but the potential is is that it wipes out like so yeah, many other people yeah. that uh, that there's a lot of people that might want to kill him that wouldn't want to kill him because it might ultimately mean their undoing. But yeah, once they become truly immortal, then I don't want to. Yeah, have anything it, to it just became too much. Where I I like it better where they've sent him off to, and and his character has changed a little bit. Because, the, yeah, the way they were playing it on, you were just like, yeah, you can't go forever. on This is just annoying uh, <laughs> to always have, you know, because then you always have somebody around where your lead characters, your main characters are always in mortal danger. Right. <laughs> to be, and and there's there's almost nothing they can do to, to stop it. And so they needed something new. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're always needing something new. And it'll be interesting to see what they uh, they do now with the, you know, they were like, well, we haven't done. Uh, apparently, they've been, you know, like watching a lot of uh, the sci-fi Saturday movies. What kind of things <laughs> can we combine together? Well, and <laughs> you know, then are they going to bring Kai back? Because I kind of liked Kai once he had done that merge thing and he was kind of nice, but he was confused by being nice. Because yeah, they and had. And now he's yeah. stuck back with all those other creepy dead vampires yeah. feeding on which him. i guess are yeah <laughs> yeah so ah. uh, and to, he can't die and so that's uh that's interesting they're like well we've had we've had a hybrid you know we've got hybrid uh you know wolf werewolf vampires how about we have some hybrid vampire witches <laughs> that'd be good as long as yeah, he keeps like going to Damon's episodes. bathroom every once in a while, I'll be happy. Because <laughs> that bathroom is just dreamy. Yeah, I'm like five seasons behind. I can probably send you pictures of his bathroom. <laughs> it's as big as my apartment. It's amazing. It's, it is awesome. So that's the Vampire Diaries. Outlander, season one, episode 11, The Devil's Mark. Galus is my favorite character. Yes. In the books, and as Lot of Her Beak plays her, because she's amazing. Um, but so you said you were you were excited about, yes, because I was one of the people that read the book twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I can literally remember getting to this part of the book. I still have memories of reading that. It's sitting on a couch in my boyfriend's apartment at two in the morning, reading that, and just going, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" And so when they finally get to it on the show, even though I kind of knew what was going to happen, just seeing it play out mm-hmm. and, and Jamie finally knowing the, the truth that she was a time traveler from the future. And like, yeah, I mean, and I thought they did it really well and how he just kind of took it in, which is how I remember him being in the book. Yeah. He just accepted it. He trusts her and he accepts it. Exactly. Which I think, you know, I think that's why they work for me so well because that you know a different person may handle that very differently, and I think that he, like in the books, I remember him. You know, I just recently read them, and like he does handle it very well. The fact that he stays with her, the fact that he still fights for her, the fact that he still like loves her, even though she's like, oh, by the way, I'm from the future. Like that's something to kind of root for. <laughs> And you hope you hope that that he'll stay. Yeah. And I like I said, I read these books many, many, many years ago. But I was but always you know, when I remember getting to the part where you know we found out some stuff about Galus, and I was like, hold on, 
So I was excited. I haven't watched it yet because I'm behind and I've cut the cord. But um, I might go back and watch it just because I did like that part so much. Like learning more about her and learning about, you know, because she was such a, an interesting character in the first 10 episodes or first nine episodes or whatever mm-hmm. we saw. Um, I'm ex- I, I, I'm hesitant to go back and watch it because it, some of it is so it drags so much in the show. But maybe I'll go back. Was it like, well, and they're kind of, uh, it's from a, it's from Jamie's more Jamie's perspective this time. Right. So I don't know. It's it, to me, it feels like it moves a little faster. Okay. Cause I don't I, know. A lot of Claire's was like, I don't know. What's well, my husband and in the now future I, doing? And... and so they're doing it from Jamie's perspective now. And I know what's coming. And I know. I, I, what I really like about this show, besides the fact that it's beautifully shot. It is beautiful. It's gorgeous. Is that they are not backing away with how evil and horrific Blackjack is. Right. And they can't. But you know on TV, they always try to make the evil person, there, there's like a little bitty opening where he can maybe be okay. Well, no, well, this, this person is so not. Yeah. He's not. Well, and what's... And, he's an awful person and you can't back away from that. You can't. Yeah. Because it changes the story if you try to. Yes. And that's part of what makes that whole, all those books so good. And the fact that Claire has to deal with the fact that she's got this one face and two people she has to deal with. And to, was it Tobias Menzies? Like the way he plays the two different people. Yeah. Like, they're not it's, the same person. They're not the same person. They're not remotely the same. And I really like that he does that. Yeah. So, so I, I'm I'm looking forward to see seeing how it does. I'm seriously considering getting rid of my premium cable. But Outlander and Shameless make it very difficult for me. I always forget that Shameless. Like I watch the whole season of Shameless, and somebody will say, "What's your favorite show?" And then I never say Shameless, but I always should because I love it. I it's just like I it. forget that it exists sometimes. And I'm trying to decide whether or not I can stand to wait to watch it. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it's one of those ones I actually do watch. Like right away. Um, not, well, almost when it airs. Yeah. So usually the same night, which I can't say that for a lot of shows. There's only a handful of shows that I would Yeah, do I usually, every night I'm like catching up on what I missed the night before. There's rarely anything that I'm actually watching like on the same night anymore. I'm just too busy. Mm-hmm. So Amber, was it the pacing of the sh- the show that is the reason you were thinking of cutting the cord on it? Yeah, I have them on my DVR, but like the first half of the season, it just, I fast forwarded through so much because it was so long and drawn out. And but, I but just in the didn't books, go back. It was kind of that way too, because so much of it is set up and trying to get the feel of, what I she's think, though, to deal with. Well, I think, though, I read so quickly that it Forever. doesn't take as long to get through, like, the story. You skip it in a book and you just don't realize you're fast-forwarding. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, it's on the DVR. It's not something, like, I actually did, because it was one of the shows, my, my DVR died the Tuesday after it premiered. So I had lost the premiere, but I did make a point of, like, recapturing a rerun so that I have the three episodes on there. I watched all three episodes this weekend and they, they, I felt like they went really fast. All right. 
I will, and I, will I have give a it tendency a now to watch things and do other things at the same time. Yeah. And there are certain shows that I don't want to do that with. And Outlander was one that I specifically put down the iPad and put down my book and paid attention. Hmm. And it wasn't painful. I will give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Unlike Arrow. Arrow is one that I have a tendency to multitask. Yes, me too. (laughs) I think that's how I miss things. I'm I'm tired of all the TV shows that at the beginning of them they say, now tune in for your 12th screen viewing of the show and i'm like oh. you know, I'm like i don't know what that I means well, that was a play off of the second screen thing they always they're always talking about the second screen app you know join oh. us you know i don't ever see commercials like that oh they do that a lot on amc for walking dead like join oh, okay. us for they do it on project runway too you know, various you know pop up our app and you can chat and do this that and the other thing with our you know our second second screen experience and i'm like I just want to have a good first screen experience. <laughs> I don't need a second or third or 12th screen to, to enjoy the show. I just, I actually, oh, enjoy, you, you, know? you could watch Ellen on a second screen app. Also FYI for additional content. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I understand. All right. Our last show in prime time, Jason, what is the title? It's orphan black season three, episode one, the weight of this combination weight of this combination good god tatiana maslany is the best actor on tv she is really good that opening scene well i mean it's the opening scene and then the scene later was perfect yeah like she plays opposite herself like like it's second nature to her at this point my favorite scene is that, and I was reading, I, I follow Tom and Lorenzo, who are like fashion bloggers, but they, they do talk about TV a lot, and they have like a mad style about Mad Men that I'm obsessed with. But they said something where they weren't sure about, what's the guy's name? Ari is his name in real life, the caster clone. Yeah. Like, they all are, all the caster clones are basically like the same person. They have a different facial hair, but they all have that wildness in their eyes. But yeah, like that's that's those that's the one thing with that I think the way that they've created those characters or that storyline is that while he could play multiple characters, there's not too much different because a lot of them have all been under the control of the military. The military, yeah. Whereas the the Lita clones have been more of them have been out in the world, so they've developed different personalities and uh, you know, they've been in different places where here there's, you know, maybe a few of them have been out at times, but there's not, there's right. not the wide variance, variance which makes it uh, easier to ha- bring somebody else in that doesn't have to. That can't do what Maslani does. Well, whether he could or not, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. But I think specifically the scene where she... Tatiana's playing Sarah, playing Rachel, where you can clearly see that she's playing Sarah, playing yeah. Rachel. And then she goes then into a room with... playing <laughs> Allison. She's playing Allison, who's playing Plain Sarah. <laughs> and then they're all opposite each other. It's just the way she can make a character... Like, she doesn't just... 
become Sarah. Like when she's Allison playing Sarah, she doesn't just become Sarah. Yeah, it's very like she, clear that she is Allison. She was, you know, she wasn't quite walking. Character. She wasn't quite walking right. You know, she didn't have the that total proper posture and walk that Rachel had. Right. Uh, you know, she you know she felt like un. A li- you could tell that she felt just like a little uncomfortable in that you know dress and high heels and stuff. And the hair and. And, and then on the other side, you could see, you know, like Allison was just a little too fidgety to right. <laughs> to be, and like her makeup was just a little too bright, like <laughs> like she had stage makeup on. It's just, but yeah, that's the I sit in awe of what they're able to do on that yeah, show. That becomes the reason, like to for right now that that continues to be the reason, like to keep watching it is is the interaction between the characters and. And all that, and watching her play off of herself, yeah. Because the it's whole, awesome. the whole uh, ongoing deeper and deeper conspiracy mystery is just—it's so convoluted. It really is. <laughs> and that you have like no clue, and now Delphine is like the new Rachel, and she's awful, and she breaks up with Casima. Yeah, but she's also like become like totally proper. Like she's like had a complete, <laughs> like within a few days, she like. Uh, you know, she gets a haircut and dresses a little differently and all of a sudden she's like totally in control. Right. And, you know, some of that was just a, a little weird and, but yet watching it, it was still, you know, it was still fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's the, the, while they've given it so that the new clone doesn't have to play quite a wide a range, it also makes it a little bit more difficult when you're like, uh oh, that's the one with the What's scar. That? Right. Oh, that's exactly. the one with the mustache. Uh, that <laughs> you know that's the uh, you know, but you're you're like wait, is that the you know which which is the one that was being held in the uh you know in in the basement of the late <laughs> that one lady's house? You know, right. that's like super crazy. So it'll be interesting to see because you had like the you know you had the one that was the Prolethean. And so that's one that's at least sort of been away a little bit. Right. And so, you know, when there's – there looks like there's the possibility of having some that have a little bit of uh, of range. But considering most of them grew up under military control before ever, like, really having any – going any out on your own much or whatever. Yeah. It definitely I'm – not, I'm not looking f- – I'm not expecting – there to be like uh, this fantastic performance. I think really what they did is they came up with an idea that they could lessen some of Tatiana's screen time. Where, yeah, seriously. You know, Maybe. So, so she could breathe. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you're playing four or five characters on a show, nine characters. Well, but I mean that at any one time, four or five of them will show up in an episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, you know, you're not just playing, you know, yourself in, you know, if she was just Sarah, Sarah's in, that would be a lead performance, but, and you're in some stuff and you're not in some stuff, but then she's also having to play all these other characters that are, some are supporting and some are almost a lead performance too, that, uh, and then, you know, th- then she has to do them where she has to do it with a double and then she has to do it again from the other side. Uh, you know, that's just. <laughs> and it really makes you want to just go, oh, boo hoo to all these people that whine about having to play 
two characters. Right, exactly. Because she does nine. Now, granted, not an all-in-one episode, but still, she does multiple. And it's not the stand-in, look at the back of your head, Phoebe yeah. Buffay's sister. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's but it becomes like, it's yeah. a real character. She's really on screen all that time, and she's yeah. so good. It's way more involved than even somebody, you know, than even like a lead in a show where since the show takes place from like that person's perspective, they're in every scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause they only have to shoot it like once. Yeah. They only have to do it the one, <laughs> the one time and play the one character. You don't have to go change wardrobe and get in a completely different mindset and come back and then shoot the same scene from. And block it right. So that right. you're standing in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. It just, just blows a, my mind. She yeah, just deserves amazing. way more credit than they give her. Absolutely. I know in general, which she gets it, but. But the makeup people and the tech and the tech people need to get a lot of credit yeah. too because yeah. even other other shows that have had decent performances of people playing doubles or you know, where they're kind of playing off themselves or you know, and they're they're actually creating a separate character, none of them have been put together in this way that no. makes it seem so seamless. Yeah, they don't use the same kind of tech that they use on because the, Black, the way they shoot this and the so. the, te- the attention to detail that they do for it, the seamlessness helps you forget that when the camera angle changes, that the actress hasn't. Right. <laughs> you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, that it. What was it like? There's the thing out there that that her mother was like watching it be filmed or whatever. And was like, when is, when is my daughter coming back out? And, you know, but she was out there as like, you know, one of the other characters and she didn't right off realize that, you know, that her daughter was back out there filming. Well, I keep going back to this, but Tom and Lorenzo said today they were watching Delphine and Rachel, no Delphine and Sarah have a like conversation. And like, it was almost second nature to them to be like, oh, you know, this is a great pairing. We should get more of this. But then they were like, 95% of Delphine's scenes have been with one of Tatiana Maslany's clones. Like, <laughs> so this isn't a new pairing. They're in every episode. <laughs> yeah, she just may that. not be paired with this one. Right. They, yeah, they work together all the time. But So I can't say enough about Orphan Black. It's just one of my favorite shows. And even if it is convoluted and I don't know what's going on all the time with like the clone stuff, I still can't turn away. And I love it so much. Yeah. The rest of it, there's enough there that keeps you pulled into the screen that. uh, Yeah, for sure. That's the thing is there's, there's something about the show that's so great that the other things that you would question, you know, you might normally question or it would pull you away you just sort of let those things sort of roll off your back yeah and, and they don't really bother you as much as if uh if you're watching the same show and the performance wasn't as good and it was really nine people playing the different characters or if it wasn't shot as seamlessly where it felt more fake where there there really is times where you're watching it and it feels like they're really interacting with each other but there's so many shows that you've watched that have done that, that you just go, Oh, that seems fake. Yeah. So, so that stuff pulls you out of it. And so I think that the attention to detail and then the performance of creating such distinctive characters, that that is, it's so great that it, over, that it, it overshadows, overpowers 
the things that you might question wherein like even though we like things in you know like previous shows like say younger or whatever even though we like the lead performance there's not something about that show that's so great that doesn't have us questioning a bunch of these other facets of the show so we we can't say enough but we're gonna end it there i'll catch up yes you have to um reality two shows i want to talk about the amazing race and i feel like i've said this before but i'm Haley. no i'm blair I'm killing Haley in her sleep. She is <laughs> awful. And they, they bicker and it's so annoying. So are they one of the, I don't watch. I didn't They're watch one of the set up couples. I was going to say, are they one of the set up couples? Because I, I found those only people one, annoying. There's only one couple that was an actual couple left. Oh, really? So I guess we're in the top four now. So yeah. So the two, two meatheads are, uh, the couple that's left, they actually got engaged on the show, but then there's the doctor and nurse who were set up and that's Blair and Haley. And Haley is the most annoying person in the world. And then Laura and Tyler, who I really like who they're not treating it as like a relationship. They're treating it as like they're friends on a race and like they're getting closer, but they're really approaching it in like in the best way because they're doing well because they're racing like old friends. And then Jelani and Jenny, and she's pretty awful to him. So, like, I just, I root for Laura and Tyler because I really like them. But, and I just hope that Blair and Haley don't win because they're the worst. And see, and that's what I hate now about reality shows that I watch. It seems like the peop- the horrible people stay on it longer. Yeah, it's true. All the good people go home. Speaking of, mm-hmm. it's a survivor. Mm-hmm. I was so mad in this week's episode. I know. Me too. Because I, I really, bad word. I really like Joe. I like Joe. And he was the, and everyone that I know that watches it, they, they were like, that's who we wanted to stay. Yeah, exactly. I do, Even though his hair looked like Monica's in um, <laughs> did, the Bahamas. Did. I really, <laughs> I, I will say bigger. that I like. I like Tyler and Mama C and that no one's really caught on to the fact they're kind of really not running the show, but like quietly are the tightest bond, but they don't make it known to other people. Mm -hmm. I really like that. But I was really bummed because Jen doesn't want to be there, but then she didn't vote. Like she could have voted for, I guess she couldn't have voted for herself. No, you can't vote for yourself. But she could have thrown a wrench in there. Yeah. I know. She was just such a whiner. And now she's still going to be there. I'm like, why is Rodney still there? And why is Dan still there? Oh, Rodney. I want Rodney to to fall into a pit. I just can't stand him. Cannot stand him. Oh, and Will. Wasn't he going to be voted out the second episode and he's still on there? Yeah. So we've got three just horrible people that are still on there. And then some people that are flying under the radar. Like Sierra. I think Sierra might actually surprise everybody and be in the top three. Well, now it's kind of a crapshoot, but I'll be really mad if basically if Dan and Rodney are in the top. Yeah. At the end. Dan is so awful. He is. He's so. He and Shereen getting into those. Are you a better fan? So annoying. The condescension. That's what I can't stand. I can't stand it. And it's like, you don't have to be like that. Just play your game. Ugh. And, okay, 
do they seem better fed this year or this cycle? Yeah, they don't seem like they're They're not starving. This like they've got fried chicken and they seem to have a food challenge every every week. They just don't seem to be because last the last one where they literally were wasting away because that one camp had eaten all their food. And then when they merged, they had no food. Right. Right. They're not having that problem this year. They, it seems to be pretty easy going. It's very true. I didn't notice it until now that you're saying it, but now it's like, no, that totally makes sense. Because I'm not noticing that anybody's looking particularly emaciated either. No. Which is I mean, usually a couple were, of people. Maybe they were a little, maybe they had packed on the pounds a little bit beforehand because none of them were really teeny tiny. No, but usually at least one or two of them, especially the women, seem to just waste away into skeletons. It's true. And then I'm not, I don't notice that, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I, you're right. I don't see that. Certainly Will and Dan seem to be looking just fine to me. They uh-huh. like they don't even look like they've slimmed down. No, they haven't. They don't. <laughs> it's true. Because it, Rodney may be a little more ripped. A couple of the guys may be a little more ripped. Yeah. But Dan and Will have not lost a, any significant weight. And none of the That's women look to be skeletons. I mean, because I remember seasons where literally skin and bones. It's very in a true. Bikini. Even the guys, even Malcolm was really, really skinny that first year he was on. So here's, so here's what the rumors are for the next season. Okay. Tell um, me, tell me. Is that like at some point in the next couple of weeks, fans will get to vote on like 20 returning players to come oh. back and play. But it's like out of a pool of 40 specific players. Are they all crappy players? Yeah. Yeah. Like Kelly Wigglesworth is one of them from season one and oh, like a bunch yeah. of names I didn't even recognize and uh, Brad Culpepper or maybe Monica Culpepper, but um, they don't know which ones from this season are like rumored to come back. But I have a feeling that Joe has to be, it has to be Joe because he's such a fan favorite that, or at least from everything I've seen and every respond I've seen, like people love him. So I'm thinking that he's probably one of the people they're going to try and vote into this new show. So I don't, that's the 30th season. So I don't really know when that's going to officially come out or if they are going to scrap it because it was like leaked spoiled, but I don't know. I really liked the idea of blue collar, white collar, no collar. I'd liked that idea. Yeah. And it sounds like they, they actually cast the show and then realized what they had and then made it three tribes. Like they didn't oh, go maybe. out in search of people to fit these tribes. And that could be why it worked better because they didn't really target specifics like to fit the mold. They got like good players. Which is what I wish they would do. I wish they would yeah. get X number of just people that want to be on Survivor and then look at your pool and figure out a premise from the pool of people you have. Yeah. So, Survivor, yeah. I don't know who I... I mean, I guess I want Tyler or, or what's her name? Mama C. What's her name? Carolyn? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't... Um, yeah. But I like the two of them, so maybe... I don't care. I watch, so... Yeah. As long as Dan or Rodney win, doesn't win, Expect, then we're fine. My whole thing is, as long as so-and-so doesn't win, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. So that's reality. I don't think there's anything else I was watching this week. That's that. 
So TV recommendations. I actually have thought about one as I was we were recording because I mentioned them twice. But TomandLorenzo.com, you don't have to be a fashion fan. They do really good TV recaps of what they watch. Like I think they just posted Daredevil, Orphan Black, um, Outlander. Like they really do in-depth coverage of their favorite shows. And the Mad Style section that goes out on like Tuesdays or Wednesdays, they they have for the past seven seasons, like really dug into how Janie Bryant has done the clothes on Mad Men because she's done such a good job of like having the costuming tell a story. And my favorite thing is to read, like I'm starting to pick up on things like in episodes where last week Megan wore a dress that she wore a year ago. I was like, Oh, she's like, we're learning through Janie's costuming that Megan is out. Like she's so passe now she's wearing old clothes. Like I'm Uh so into it. I think that they're great. So I think everybody should go to their website and read about them. Well, I followed them on Twitter while you were talking. So there you go. Yeah, they're awesome. I love them. Cool. They're from my neighborhood. Like, not my neighborhood, but they're in the area. I was like, your neighbor? No. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be What's everybody cool. else's recommendation? So do they mostly cover, though, from, like, a fashion perspective? No. Actually, like, for if they have a, like, mad style, yes. But their Mad Men recap is all about the show. Like, they cover the show's like from an in-depth critical look at them. But then they also do the but other. Then for Mad Men, they do this other thing and then they'll do like, they do a lot of costuming like or a lot of like girl in the street. Like they do all the red carpet looks and they kind of, you know, every time mm-hmm. Leah Michelle shows up somewhere, they, their their caption is always, of course, because she just dresses like a hooker. But they're very funny. But the in-depth, like, the the reviews that they do on the shows, like, this Orphan Black thing really got me thinking because they're not just about the fashion. Like, it really is a critical, like, in-depth look at TV. So that's my recommendation. What's everybody else got? I didn't really come up with anything, but I will uh, second uh, mine, Patty's Mine is a, Patty's, a, a uh, flashback pick. because Friends still shows up in basically my Tumblr feed and on BuzzFeed and whatever. So... My recommendation is Coupling from 1990, the UK version, not the US version, that lasted an episode. <laughs> is it Colin Ferguson it, in that? The US version? The Oh, I don't know. I think so. It was awful. I just remember watching it going, this is awful. Yeah. Um, but the UK version, four seasons, it's only 28 episodes. Is that really from 1990? Yes. I looked back and I was like, wow. Loved that show. Uh, I loved that show. And I've even watched some of it recently and it's still hilarious. But it's available on Hulu and iTunes and Amazon. And if you're on Amazon Prime, I think it's free. Excellent. Gina Bellman is in it. From Gina uh, Bellman. uh, My personal favorite, Jeff, Richard Coyle, who was on Covert Affairs for one, one season that I watched. And then quit when they killed him. Because I loved him. <laughs> so there you have that it. That was exactly the reason they did that, too. They, yep. They, they were like, ah, we don't need Patty to watch anymore. We'll kill him off. <laughs> I probably screamed at the TV when they killed him, too. I do that sometimes. I still get mad when Vaughn was in that car accident, even though it was <laughs> set up. And also, I still, I get really, like, at the end of season one of Alias, I get sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. Knowing. Knowing that he's in the goo and she can't get to him and she can't break the glass with a fire extinguisher. Like, before the dawn of spoilers and before I could really figure out if somebody was going to come back, like, I was convinced Michael Vartan was dead on the show. I had, a, like, a sick feeling in my stomach because I was so into the show. And 
I loved him. Sometimes I loved the internet Paul. ruins things, and sometimes it makes it better. Yeah, sometimes it does make it better. It would have made me feel a lot better, and I wouldn't have gotten my gray hair early. <laughs> Alias. So those are our recommendations. Jason will put all that stuff in there for us. You can find links, like I said, to our recommendations and news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find Patty online, not just in the universe, in the show <laughs> notes at tvtimes3.com slash 271. Next week, Jason and Ray will be joined by listener John Johnson. And spoiler alert, the week after that, Ray will be here and hanging out with me. <gasps> so I'm very excited for a little weekend hangout with one of my besties. And I'm excited I'm sure for that too. We'll be a show. Um, <laughs> the opening and closing music was provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And if anybody has a hotel they don't need for Comic Con, Please find Show Patrol. Yes. <laughs> oh, I should have recommended TV Show Patrol. Kurt left Red Eye, and he is on his own. TVShowPatrol.com. There's my second reco. Yeah, I saw that. He is self-employed. He's self-employed. All right. Yes. Oh, we okay. sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. Watch TV and have a couple of...